right. What's up, everyone? It's Dom. This is the Morale Podcast. We're talking Cubs. We'll be talking the Morale Blend. Hopefully, you all enjoy and, and join the clubhouse, Morale Clubhouse, in the future for uh, podcasts going forward. Cubs and four. Uh, so let's start. We'll start by playing the the clubhouse room, and for reference, it's going on like d- during the eighth and ninth inning of uh, the last game of the Cubs Brewers series. Cubs are down like seven zero. Um, we had Josh in there giving a play by play, but just so everyone knows, that's kind of that was kind of the mindset going into it. A little bit damper. Um, just want to give him a warning about that. Yeah, we're fielding questions during that time, obviously talking people off the ledge. I wouldn't say that part of the podcast is very uplifting. But overall, we're just talking out what's going on, having the five, uh, five and seven start and moving forward from there. Yeah, and then stay, stay tuned afterwards because uh, obviously it turns around. Fred's the, the first guy in calls after the game to turn things around, to get, to get in the morale perspective. Um, because the Cubs are going to stay like this forever. So we'll talk about that after the clubhouse room. Um, right, Fred? And we'll go into a little bit more of that. Absolutely. Great. All right, let's take it to the clubhouse room. Um, I know everyone. I'm not going to lie. I know this past, whatever it's been, two weeks almost of game. I know they haven't gone well. I'm aware. I'm watching the same stuff. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it and say that uh, – Things are looking great. I know the fact that – well, actually, I think with Rizzo's double, now they do not have a chance of uh, having the lowest amount of hits hits uh, amongst their first 13 games in uh, Major League history, so that's a good thing. It's not good. I'm not going to lie. At the same time, the team is what? After they – if they lose, they will be, what, 5-7? and seven? Um not fantastic. I think the starting pitching's kind of been what we thought. And I think it could be a little bit better, but um, I don't know. Again, we, we always knew the starting pitching wasn't going to be a whole bunch of world beaters out there, especially when you lose bad news. I think the most painful thing about all of this, and I get that it's early. I'm the one that's preaching it. But the thing that's most troubling and painful is the fact that we are watching a lot of Cubs play – potentially their last games as a cub and it 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 irks me to the fact that we're watching them play for whether it be a cubs contract or another contract and to see them struggle like the way they are listen i know it's 12 games in but things have to change and i know that the compound frustration can build and build and build to the point where we find ourselves i think many fans find ourselves you know you get down to a 3-0 lead you start to wonder, you know, how's this game going to go, which is in the spot you want to be in as a fan. So overall, I don't mean to paint a bleak picture, but it's tough to see these guys that we've been watching for years struggle the way they are offensively. And I think everyone would agree when you have a team with the types of players that we have, I mean, without them playing well, this thing isn't going to go anywhere. I mean, you need your best players to play well and to see the, frustration, the trouble, the offensive struggle, all of that type of stuff 
happen on a consistent basis and kind of add into what was that short 2020 season. And then coupling the fact with the past, you know, September's or August and September's where offenses failed, um, that's not to see. And I hope that changes. I think it will change. I don't think the Cubs are going to, you know, be last in hits uh, for the entire year. But overall, it's tough to watch, and I think everyone would agree with that. And I'm here to answer all the frustration and the, you know, um, angry fans that are like, screw this, screw that. I get it. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say you shouldn't be frustrated because I, the players are frustrated. The organization's frustrated. You don't want to watch this go on. But the sad thing or the troubling thing for me is like, are these guys even going to get the opportunity to, to negotiate for a, um, you know, an extension? If they couldn't get an extension done before this, what's going to happen after uh, this year? So I know it's early. I know it's April, but things have to turn around. They have to turn around quickly so this doesn't create uh, – uh, compound problems over time, but I'm more than happy to uh, discuss with everyone here. And thanks for being here again. I'm assuming nothing has happened uh, relatively uh, recently with the Cubs game, but uh, I'm more than happy to talk with everyone. Yeah, quick update: uh, Jack got hit in the leg bouncer, and so first and second, Javi's one and two right now. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. Yep. Also, I need to find a gas station because I'm driving home and I have no gas. So, need to figure that out. Anyways, more than happy to talk with everyone. What do you all have? All right. We got three people in the waiting room and I'm going to start bringing them in. Um, I'll have you guys go in order. Uh, before I bring you guys up, Fred, one thing I've, I've noticed since you and I started working together is I've watched the game like as a, just a Cubs fan, but also in the back of mind of like, how's Fred going to deal with this? Cause you, there's only one Dom. You can only, you have one message of like getting the fans mind. Right. Yes. But when the team is in this big of like a rut, like, I'm just like, Oh, how, how is Dom going to be able to yeah. deal with this one? Uh, how has it been? I mean, two, I was saying 2016, at least there was a, a path ahead, but now you're it's kind of not, like, what, what's next? It's not easy. I mean, I'm, I'm at the point where, I don't want to say to the point because it's, I'm acting like it's the we're you know custard's last stand. It's it's not that. It's just like it's tough to get things moving when you are always relying on that one home run, like last night, to get you over the hump to win a one run game. I mean, those are challenging spots to be in. It doesn't seem like we're really producing anywhere, and I and I'm always trying to be cognizant of the fans' frustration. Now, like. I think obviously there's some fans that totally go overboard, but who am I to say like, you shouldn't be frustrated with what's going on. Like I get it. I understand it. And I've said it before, like some things for me, like don't need to be said. Everyone, everyone knows they're not playing well right now. Um, I'm just trying to find any little piece of, you know, positive information I can to hopefully, whether it be, you know, get, get a fan or someone moving in the right direction so we can start feeling good about this team again. Um, so, yeah, it's not it's not been easy. It, it never really is easy, specifically when the team's playing like this. But, you know, you try, try to grind it out every day and try to find some positives here and there. You try to make some jokes, and that's the, situa the situation we find ourselves in right now. I'm getting gas, everyone, but I can still talk. All right, as Fred gets out of the car, Dylan, you're first up. What's going on? What's up, guys? Um, 
first off, up, like, uh, what's up, Dom? Um, sorry, uh, it seems like on Twitter, Dom, you keep getting attacked these past few weeks from just, you know, from all sorts of different people. So just, you know, just want to let you know, man, we're, we're here. We got your back. We support you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, definitely there's been some unwarranted uh, stuff coming out recently, but um, I don't know. It is what it is, and we'll move forward with that. I appreciate the support, though. Of course, man. Uh, so I guess uh, my main question for today is just like, you know, say things continue to go, you know, as as poorly as they do. How soon do you think the organization would be willing to uh, to sell? Because you know, uh, if if we're in, you know, if we're in early July and say we're ten games under five hundred, and you know, we're dealt maybe like five six games back of the division at the deadline or whatever, or you know, at the beginning of uh, June or July. I mean, do we start selling off? Are we one of the first teams you think this season that starts selling off, try to jump the market? Yeah, absolutely. I think the Cubs could be sellers within the next uh, even month if they're not playing well. Yeah, totally. 100%. They've been trying to sell Chris Bryant for years. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think that changes, especially if he's playing hot. And the fact that you can have a team that can get Chris Bryant uh, for more months than they would have previously, absolutely. I can definitely see it happen. So. No, I don't leave. I don't leave anything out of the question in terms of who could be on the trade trade trading block, and that's why it kind of sucks to be in the situation, the situation we're in right now. Yeah, um, yeah, that's our, that that's kind of how I feel about it. So yeah. I, I hate I hate that we're in this spot, but is uh, what happened to Baez, man? Like I don't. I, I just feel like these past few see like past two seasons, he's just. He's chasing more out of the zone. Like I felt like in 18, he had finally, you know, he was still chasing things out of the zone, but you know, it wasn't nearly as bad, but I, I don't know what's going on with the guy. Like he seems way more eager and just like nervous to, to hit the ball, like to get contacted, to do the most. And I just, it's a little bit disappointing to see him go the complete opposite of where we saw his progression in 2018. Yeah, absolutely. I think I was reading the Fangraphs article that came out yesterday. In zone contact has fallen off the map. His chase yeah. rate, his chase rate has incre increased dramatically. Anyone who's watched a game can see that. Um, and that's just—I mean—that's tough. And it was the problem to begin with. With if you've been following me for a while, yeah, you would know I that I am someone who does appreciate someone who can get on base uh, mm -hmm. besides just getting hits. And Javi has never shown that. So mm -hmm. when you age and you decrease bat speed and now you can't catch up to the fastball like you once did, you start pressing a little bit more than normal and your mm -hmm. flaws start to really show themselves in an mm -hmm. ugly way. And that's kind of where we're at right now with Javi. Um, but overall, it's – I mean, he's got he's got to make some adjustments, but this might be the player that he is. I mean, he had that great year in 2018, right? And – he never really has been the same after that. I mean, he's had some decent years, but overall, he hasn't been that same guy. So in terms of what we can expect from him going forward, I just hope he can have some type of better approach. But I think we should always be aware that this is the player who he, this is the player that he is. And the Cubs are going to have to make some hard decisions in terms of whether you want a guy who really struggles uh a making contact at times and B trying to figure out the strike zone to begin with. And again, um, that's kind of the, the, the tough, the tough thing that I'm dealing with right now. Like, are the Cubs even going to be able to, or are going to want to negotiate with a guy like Javi? Yeah. Post, uh, 
whatever it is, po- or post-2021 season, considering all the flaws, and he's going to be a free agent, I can definitely just see the Cubs being like, you know what? Uh, it was great to have you, but we're going to move on. Yeah, same Let's thing. Think. Yeah, it does. All right. Well, thanks for answering all my questions, and you know, love and support you, Dom. Appreciate you. Man. Thank you. I appreciate it. God bless you and your family. You too, man. Cubs lost seven to zero. Great. Yes. All right. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you. Thanks. First on your play-by-play. Thanks, Josh. Ryan, you're next up. What's going on? What up, guys? How you doing? What's up, Ryan? How are you? Uh, first things first, I got to say, Dom, congrats on the proposal. Big move. Thank that, you. Was, I appreciate that. Hey, someone's getting a ring this year, and that's what we can yeah, be someone, Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> I know. I hear you. I hear you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. Uh, I, I'm just starting to think. I, I know it's just his first year in the role, but is Jed in a little bit over his head, you think? Or is he just taking the shots from up above about like not resigning? Or do you think he's just he needs some help around him? What are your thoughts? I don't I don't think he's in over his head, but I do think though that listen, I don't think this is on Jed. I think personally that they knew every we, – we've always said this is a time of transition, and there's no real way around it, especially when you're not going to sign guys. And he essentially said, hey, we're going to keep the boys around. We're going to give them an opportunity to, to compete. I mean, this team can compete. You can't tell me they can't. Um, it's a matter for the, the, those top-level guys to play like they think they can play, like they expect to play, like they deserve – like they believe they should deserve to be paid for it. Um, So he's pretty much just saying, this is on you all. And I, you know what? I can't really blame him for it because it is. The Cubs can't be in a situation where they uh, are last in hits, are on a historic track to have the lowest hits in the first 12 games, whatever it is. That can't happen. And I think all the players would agree. Now, it's in the players' hands, and I think a lot of people would say that, you know, considering we have 150 games left, Things are going to change, and it's going to be different. I totally understand, but those things have to pick up sooner than later, especially when you have so many guys on the trade block on one-year deals. And that's what I'm saying. If Chris Bryant's playing well, I can see maybe in a time where whoever calls up me like, hey, we want Chris Bryant, boom, it's done, he's gone. And that's the tough thing. If they can't get it going sooner than later, then the Cubs are going to be looking at uh, looked at as a team who's going to sell with a lot of guys who can be – bounce back players in terms of their last couple of years that they're not playing well, which is tough to see. And then the fabric and framework of what we've known as Cubs fans uh, changes a lot. So I don't think he's over his head, but he's putting it on the players to say, if you want to get these contracts, if you want to be a Cub, if you want to be here long-term, you got to prove it. And it's the, like I've been saying before, if you have followed me, I've been consistent about this. The Cubs front office have, I've been told are savages when it comes to the financial decisions, especially the decisions they've been making recently. And that just, this proves it to a T it's on you guys. If you want to get this done, go out and get it done. And then we'll have to figure out whether, whether we can either afford you, we want to have you, whatever it may be. And, uh, it's a, it's a cutthroat move. It's a cutthroat move. I'm not saying it's the right move, but I think for a lot of, for a lot of people and, I can even speak to this as well. Like if this team can't get it going, this group can't get it going, probably makes sense not to bring everyone back. So it's a hard, it's a hard line move, 
and we'll have to see how it plays out moving forward. But like I said before, I'm rooting for these players for their own well-being, for the Cubs' own well-being, to play the best that they can for not only their future here, but if it's their future somewhere else, I want these guys to do well in the future for uh, all the great times they've given us as fans. So, you know, just trying to support them, even early on, even early on. But it's, some things got to got to change quickly. Yeah, totally. And I got one last question. You keep teasing about big morale news. What big morale news. What well, do we know? I, yeah, it's huge morale. It's big morale news, and it's not – I mean, I've said morale news specifically for a reason. It's everyone saying, like, contract – if I had news about a contract extension, I would have tweeted already. Um, right. But it's big morale news. It's, I believe it's coming out tomorrow, which I'm super excited about. Hopefully it can be a, a wave of, mo- of momentum. And hopefully as this team starts playing better, which I still believe they will, um, it will be a fun and uh, like different way that morale hasn't really uh, been incorporated with in the past. So I'm super excited about it. I think a lot of people are going to be excited about it. It should drop tomorrow and uh, can't wait to see what everyone thinks. Love it. Appreciate it, Dom. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, I'm just excited to stop teasing with this very general, generic hype up. So you guys will know definitely tomorrow Well, morning. it's generic for a reason because I don't want to give it away. Well, we have to, yeah. I'm excited to yeah. finally let you guys in on it. Uh, yeah. Zachary, you're next up. What's going on? Hey, boys. Glad to be here. Thanks um, for being here, Zach. So my question is a little Cubs-based, but baseball more generally. With the MLB cracking down on foreign substances on, on balls, you know, like they took – Trevor Bowers baseballs and they're investigating for foreign substances. Have yeah. you seen Craig Kimbrell's hat? Um, have I seen his hat specifically? I uh, I mean, I, yeah. I, I would be incredibly naive to think that Craig Kimbrell wasn't using anything. Uh, is that what you're referring to? Well, yes, it looks egregious to me. Like every <laughs> time I can't not see it now that I think about it. No, I hear uh, you. Yeah, I hear you. His, I mean, the spin on his curve, slurve, whatever you want to call it, is insane. Um, yeah, and I think absolutely there's I, – I wouldn't be surprised at all if him and many other players were using it. I know I've said it before, like with the Trevor Bauer bad news thing. Like, yeah, I'm just giving Trevor Bauer a hard time. But, listen, these guys are using it all over the game, and uh, the, the MLB doesn't know what to do. I mean, it's, it's tough to police it because now there's – many different substances and um, there's some organizations that use it much more heavy, heavier than others. And it's tough. It's tough, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Kimber was using it at all. And then do you think the MLB should be cracking down? Because to me, you know, if you make pitchers, if you take away a competitive advantage from pitchers rather than say moving the mound back, which they're experimenting yeah. with in the minors now, yeah. Maybe that makes the game more – you get more balls in play, less strikeouts, make the game more exciting that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm someone who believes that the, the league has to make a difference. I don't know if it is necessarily moving the mound back. Um, to me, I, it might even be making the strike zone a little bit smaller, but that might add in walks, so I don't know if that's a perfect plan. I definitely think shifts should be eliminated because we need, like, regular base hits to happen again, and guys shouldn't be, you know – uh, put in a bad bad spot because they're lefties, and and then everyone's saying, "Well, you just make the adjustment." It's not easy. These guys are 
major league players is what they do for a living. If they could do it, they would because they want to get paid more. They want to get on. I mean, if they could, they would. Um, so I think the shift has to be eliminated. But yeah, overall, I mean, the game can't be just speaking for the Cubs, right? Like we we watch these games. It just it feels like it's uh, three outs and uh, we're switching it up at the half of the inning, you know, and it's like a five minute ordeal and then we switch and then the other team hits. It's, it's too repetitive. We need more action. Um, I know that has been, uh, that's been uh, glorified right now when the Cubs are struggling offensively like they are, but overall it's definitely an issue in the MLB and it has to be addressed. And hopefully one way can, they can do it is by eliminating the shifts. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the uh, some guy created a stat last year. I think he called it like F boring or something. And it was yeah, just yeah. and the Cubs were the most boring team in baseball, according to like the number of strikeouts, number of walks, number of he counted homers as boring rather than like base hits. But yeah, I wouldn't I, agree with that. But uh, no, I, I totally hear you. They I mean, again, going back kind of the Theo model, well, Jed too. I mean, they were looking for guys who can get on base and but I think even it's more than that now. I just I personally feel like the struggles that are going on are just mental pressure and the compound frustrations over whether it be you know lack of negotiations over the off season, Rizzo, the whole deal. Like I, I I totally see where this could be coming from, and not to change the 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 point of what you're saying, but um, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's not fun to watch games like this. It's not. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I'm as far as I'm concerned, I'm. The Cubs, the most exciting team in baseball, never leaving. There I wore go. my Church of Jake shirt to get my second vaccination today. God bless you and your family. It's incredible. Thank you. You too. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Zachary. God bless you and your family. I feel like a lot of people have been wearing their morale merch while getting vaccinated, which has been awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. I that did so awesome. myself. And then the day after, Johnson Johnson got canceled. But nonetheless, I'm vaccinated in my morale. Yeah. I hear, I hear you. I hear you. Connor, you're next up. What's going on, Connor? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Dom, I got a two-part question for you. Uh, gotcha. I know that David Ross has been a big uh, preaching consistency with his lineup type guy. But with the offense struggling the way that it has, how soon do you think he goes to, you know, just a, a crazy shakeup of the lineup? Like maybe throwing Anthony... Anthony Rizzo up at the top there or just something to try to get the guys going. Yeah, it's gotta be soon. It's kind of what I was saying before with Bryant. I mean, you gotta you gotta make a move one of these days because in the situation the team's in, if you wanna see this play out, you gotta make a move sooner or later. And not to be critical on any specific guy, and I still believe that, you know, they're gonna pull through, they're gonna get it together, it's gonna look differently, hopefully soon. Um, but you got to make some type of move. And it's not not on Ross. I mean, players have to play better. I think they would say the same thing. We got to play better. We can't win like this. Um, and, it, you know, it's their job. So I, I totally agree, though. There's got to be some type of move made soon. And uh, hopefully they have the wherewithal to do that. I think David Ross does. I think he, I, again, over the time, I really haven't had too many issues with his decisions. Um, I think they're all reasonable. They all make sense. God bless Joe Madden, but I don't have the same feel like I did with Joe, uh, especially later on in the years with him. But that's not the point. The point is, is that things have to get uh, done 
and things uh, steps in the right direction have to be made soon. And hopefully that happens uh, like within the next couple of days. I know, I know we're short on time. I know we have a lot of time left, but at the same time we're short on time because we have guys on one year deals that decisions are being made like right now in terms of what, what's going to get done. So we'll see. I hope those decisions get made though. And, and some uh, shakeups can happen to restart this offense. That being said about Joe, I thought that was one thing that that maybe Ross hopefully could pick up on is just shaking things up in the clubhouse when need be. Um, maybe Joe did away too much, but I feel like in times like this before it gets too much, I feel like um, someone like a Joe Madden push could be used. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. It's definitely a different style, but um, we'll see. The guys have to play better. It's the bottom line. The players have to play better, and they'd be the first ones to tell you. Connor, anything else? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so part of that lineup shakeup, uh, do you think that they'll possibly be uh, reactivating Nico here anytime soon? Or if uh, if these struggles continue, do you think we even might not even see Nico this year and just save a year's service time? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah that's a good question. I mean, I think Nico's going to be up eventually. But it, to the point earlier, I mean, you need Ian to play better. You need uh, – Rizzo to play better. You need Javi Baez to play better. Wilson. I mean, those are the guys. They're the guys for a reason. And um, you ride and die with those guys. I, I've been doing it for years, and I'm going to continue to support them. But once that happens, or until that happens, it's kind of going to be this. It's going to be the same thing. Nico would be great to have up, but you know, Nico is going to what provide you uh, a spark. He's going to provide you contact, but. Eric Sogard's doing the same thing. You know what I mean? He's getting some time in there. I'm not saying Eric Sogard and Nico are the same player, but those skills are being represented within the lineup uh, at that position. So, um, yes, it, it would it would help, but I don't know if it's a it's a if it's a make or break deal that many of us would like to think it is. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, Connor. Appreciate it. Adam Kress, you're next up. What's going on, Adam? Hey, um, can, can anyone explain why uh, Anthony Iapoche is still the hitting coach if we if we dive into his tenure as our coach? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I, I know I've been critical of uh, the hitting coaches in the past, specifically Chili Davis. I think that was very justified considering that story, and Chili was a guy who – you know, wasn't really in tune with technology or the modern game. And they brought him in with like 21st century athlete and it just didn't work at all. Um, but overall, I mean, you know what, if you want to blame Iapose, fine, but I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not saying like, he's like the best hitting coach, but I'm also not going to say like, it's his reason for why this team isn't playing well. They fired a ton of hitting coaches in the past and, I just don't think that's the. I, I just don't think that's the point right now. Uh, but that's just my opinion. I understand the frustrations. I understand you looking at his tenure with the Cubs, and maybe it doesn't look as well as you'd like. Uh, but overall, I mean, Anthony Rizzo, when he gets home, he's talking to Anthony Rizzo. I don't think he's talking to any other, you know, hitting coach. Or same thing with Chris Bryant, Javi yeah. Baez. This, these guys are professionals. This is what they do. This is what they do for a living. And. You know, I'm, I'm just kind of banking, banking on that being the fact. And if they're going to pull it out, uh, they're going to do it themselves. So, well, I, yeah, I, I think that's where the truth lies. I, I don't disagree with that. Ultimately, it's on the players. I guess what, what yeah. I'm getting at, and sometimes you see this in football, 
team gets off to a bad start, you want to make a statement. Yeah, you, gotta, yeah, I hear you have a sacrificial lamb a little bit. And it's, I hear you. But now here's the thing: if they if they continue to struggle, and they don't do that sort of thing or take some sort of action, then you're just pretty much telling the fans, "Hey, man, we're mailing this one in," which is just you know it's hard to swallow. Well, it could be mailing this one in, or it could be uh, we're restarting. You know, yeah, this yeah. Is, this group is uh, coming to an end, and I hate to say I that. Know. I hate to I be they, that blunt with it, but listen, we've seen it in the past. I'm not. I don't want to paint a bleak picture right now. Twelve games into the season, I really don't. But when you go back to the history, like these have had chance, they've been they've had the opportunities. Actually, you got to pull through. You got to. You got to. Uh, you know bring home the, the bacon one of these times, right? And uh, I know they – I get it. I was there. I saw the whole thing. I've taught – everyone knows I talked about it enough. But that was five-plus years ago. That, that that was a while ago. These guys are different players. They're into their 30s now. Um, and it's and it's kind of the reality of everything hitting my me, other Cubs fans of like, man, if they don't pull this around, the guys are getting traded and guys aren't getting contracts and – this all looks totally different, which is very, very uh, reasonable to think. Yeah. One, one, to, to end on one positive note, I will just say John Lester Reams, and that was fun yesterday. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. <laughs> I mean, he's, I never thought I would see that again. Uh, no offense to Pedro. I just, after, especially after last year, like you're getting word that the velocity's down, he's hurt, he's older. Like, who would have ever thought you would have saw – John Lester Reams coming back into a game with his hat, you know, <laughs> tilted way off to the left, and he strikes a guy out to end the inning. I mean, it's incredible. I don't know why he's wearing the different number two. It's ridiculous. Like, that's his number. But overall, what a great moment. And hopefully he can continue on it. You know, it's the thing that gets me excited, right? It's like these, these guys just need to start playing a little bit better. We can start having a little bit more fun with what we do. But right now when you're – when you're when you have historically low uh, offensive production, it's hard to get things going uh, on all fronts. So hopefully that changes. I know we've lost th what three series in a row. Just takes a little spark. Maybe, maybe tomorrow with the morale news, we can get a little spark going uh, and change this momentum around. But yeah, that was awesome yesterday. Yep. Thanks again, Adam. I mm -hmm. appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Adam. Always good to have you on. Um, all right, Andrew's next up. What's up, Andrew? Hey, John. Long time for you. Um, I'm absolutely uh, knee-jerk reaction sick to my stomach. Uh, I think that being said, um, a little light at the end of the tunnel is, you know, we got a guy from Theo's tree, best in the business. I can't wait to see this guy get in the lab again. Can't wait to see our scouting departments get in the lab again, uncovering another gem like a Kyle Hendricks. And, um, you know, I hate to say it, but I think you're dead on in that four-week range where we're not going to see turnarounds and you see a hot guy like KB move. Um, maybe yeah. even that uh, package with Dirty Craig. You know, whether he's cheating or not, the numbers don't lie. So let's strike while the iron's hot. Um I think we need to buckle up and be prepared for a lot of heartbreak this summer, though. Um, no, I mean, listen, I'm not going to uh, 
I know my tendency is to talk people off the ledge, but it's very reasonable. I mean, if you're looking at the Cubs right now and you see Dirty Craig and he's pitching out of his mind, I mean, and the Cubs aren't playing well, like he should be on the trade block right now. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's, it's very reasonable if someone's willing to pay a whole bunch for him. Uh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, especially when you're in a time of transition. You don't know who's going to be on the team next year. So um, I totally understand. I get what you're saying. I'm I'm no offense to you, Andrew. I'm probably not going to paint as bleak of a picture uh, specifically at this moment. But everything you said is very reasonable. And hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully they can turn it around and we can start progressing forward. But I think everything's on the table right now. Everything's on the table right now. And uh, for Fans, like you said, I think you have to be aware of that and you have to think objectively about what could happen to this team. Yeah, that's all I got. I mean, I I hope to be proved dead wrong. There's a reason you're the dom and I'm not. But, uh, yeah, just my uh, my pessimistic take as what happens in. I hear you. No, I, I definitely hear you. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm going to keep supporting. I know you'll keep supporting. And uh, the, the great Cubs fans will do that, and I'll be here for that. So uh, we'll see what happens, and um, we'll keep pushing forward. Like you said earlier, Fred, I feel like if the Cubs would just get to, like, a decent level, it, it's much easier to enjoy the team. At this level, it's just a lot of, like, people looking around at each other quietly, like, what's going on, and you can't really yeah. enjoy it. So just looking to get to a decent level, and I think – I think the news tomorrow is going to be a step in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely going to be a step in the right direction. I think a lot of people are going to be be pumped about it. And um, listen, man, there's no one that wants this team to play as well as the players actually do. These are their jobs. This is their livelihood. This is how they, they make their money. This is their whole lives, right? And um, before, like, ripping the players to shreds, I would just think a little bit more about, you know, what they're, and I get it. They're millionaires. They live great lives, but you know, they're, they're trying just like we're trying to support them. I mean, it, it's tough and uh, hopefully that can, that can turn around real soon. All right. How much, how much time we got left? Like one more question. All right. One more question. We got a few people up on the, on the speaker panel right now. If one of you guys have a question, you guys can take it. I guess I'll say, uh, not necessarily a question, but we're hitting 164 as a team as of two days ago, and that number's probably down. And we're two games under 500. You're totally right, Zach. I love the way you're thinking. With, like if that number will regress towards the mean. It's impossible I, that we hit 164 for the season. So I, I love the way you're thinking, Zach, and you are absolutely right. I totally agree. The, I, I think the one thing that, again, as I've been saying, the one thing that would make everyone nervous is the fact that it it will regress towards the mean, but how long will it take to regress towards the mean to where we lose sight of or we lose the opportunity to keep some of these players around like in the short term and in the long term? That's the problem. And that's why like you need to get off to a hot start. You need to change things around. And hopefully that happens too, but you're totally right. They're not going to hit 100 the, the whole year. These guys are too talented. It's not going to happen. But how quickly can that turn around? And hopefully that happens really soon. And like we've been saying the whole time, 
Um, I know there are a lot of fans out there, myself included, that are going to be supporting these guys. And even a game like last night, right? Like, yeah, they won by one run. The Willie home run was great, but it's just a it's just a great feeling, and you can build off of those things. But it is very hard to build off of, you know, no hits going into the sixth inning for the, you know, fourth time in five days. That That's challenging to do, and uh, hopefully that changes soon. I think it will change soon, and it needs to change soon. I just hope we don't regress towards the mean in the other way and start losing more. I hear you. We don't you. think about that. I hear you. Fair enough. That's a good point. Fair enough. All right, Freddie, you want to take us out? Um, I, how much do you want to lean into the uh, – the news release is that just gonna be straight up tomorrow morning uh we haven't decided what time we, we're gonna announce we still need to talk about it um listen i think if you've been following morale i think you're gonna find it uh fun it's a different thing it's a way to support there's gonna be charity involved and if the cubs were playing a lot better i think uh it would be even more exciting and, and it will be I mean, a direct way uh, with how, you know, morale is going to be incorporated with the team in one form or another. Adam, if I'm speaking out of my ass, then let me know. But I don't think I am. Um, I'm excited about it. I know a lot of other people are excited about it. And it's going to be a new opportunity and just a new avenue for what we've been doing here for a while. And I can't say it enough for the people that have supported for years. I'm so incredibly thankful um, through all the ups and downs of the season and everything. Um, I'm just very thankful for everyone understanding the jokes and, you know, listening to my uh, or reading my ridiculous tweets for years. And I can't thank you all enough. And hopefully tomorrow is another, um, you know, example of that. So uh, the Cubs are going to turn it around. They have to turn it around soon. I'm not going to lie. We're going to get the morale going. We're going to, talk to the players. We're going to get them thinking on the right track. We're going to let them know everything's okay. Maybe not everything's okay, but that we have their back. They'll know it and we'll get things moving in the right direction again. And thank you all for being here today. Um, I really appreciate it. And it was great talking to you all again. Someone's got to shake things up. Fred's going to do it. There's one Dom. I think it's going to be the juice to turn things around. There we go. It's going to happen tomorrow. One step in the right direction. One step in the right direction. Thanks for everyone coming on. Thanks, Zachary, Dylan, Josh, Adam, Andrew, Jake, Connor, Nick, Dalton, Bradley, Jared, Kyle, Press. Press, you're in here. You didn't, you didn't say what's up. Press Blake, Rob, best. and Sam. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Have a great God day. God bless you and your God families. Bless you and your family. Our one one listener we didn't get to that was in the room was uh, Press, award-winning listener, award-winning, yep. sorry, award-winning questioner. Um, he tweeted us a question, and am I, I going to throw you in the spot here if, if, we, if we gave him his question right now? No, you can – no, I don't know what the question is. I'm totally fine with answering it, though. He said if you were in the physical Cubs clubhouse after that, that 7-0 loss to the Brewers, 
what's your pep talk to the team? Oh, it's a great question. Honestly, I, I've been thinking about this uh, specifically. And now that, again, that's to toot my own horn. Now that I have actually actual experience of this, talking to players right after the games, after they lose 7-0, after they're hitting 100 in the first two weeks. Um, listen, it comes down to this, is that these guys need to understand. And I, I know I say it all the time, but these guys need to come out like they're Babe Ruth, man. They have to be active, especially now with this point, this point in their career. Not only do I want the Cubs to play well, because obviously I'm a Cubs fan and I want to see them succeed, but I want to see these specific players play well. And again, it will turn around. Things will get better. But we just want to see these guys come out with the confidence that they know uh, that they know that they can play with over a 162 game season. And I know it's hard to pump yourself up when you're hitting 100 and you're barreling up balls and it's going right to, you know, an outfielder and you're uh, grinding back to the bench. I know that's difficult, but overall, the fact of the matter is our team, we need to reset, we need to regain confidence, and we need to find the little things to make ourselves good, uh, feel good, you know, over a tough game or over a tough stretch like uh, the team's been going through currently. So, just remember who you are. If I'm talking to a Cubs player specifically, just remember who you are. Remember what you can do. Remember there's a lot of time left. There's a lot of game left. It only takes one swing to move forward from there and start feeling good about things again. I know that's how I look at things as a fan. I'm not saying every fan should look at it that way, but I do try to put myself in the uh, shoes of the player, even though I can't because I'm a fan and I'm not experiencing that myself. I'm trying to put myself in that scenario if I was going through those struggles and if I was, you know, dealing with the pressure and the anxiety and whatever nerves that come along with it, you got to start building yourself up with small victories over time. And if the Cubs can do that and they can take it one pitch at a time, one game at a time, inning at a time, what have you, one at bat at a time, over the course of six months, things should fall in a different direction in a more positive direction in a direction that we all thought would be more suitable for this team instead of right now the biggest thing that people need to realize if the Cubs went five and seven with a you know minus 20 run differential for two weeks in let's say July that's totally different than it would be right now obviously to open up the season I think Ian made a great point when we were on the compound podcast the other night Last year kind of obviously shortened everything. It magnified everything. And now as fans or as Cubs Twitter, whatever you want to call it, anyone who's paying attention to this team thinks about it in a sense of, oh, my gosh, like this team is not playing well. This is, you know, all collapsing all on top of us. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And in a way, that is true because a lot of these guys are on one-year deals. But that does not negate the fact that we still have an opportunity, you know, for the next month two months, whatever it is, where these guys will most likely all be on the roster. I say that because trades could be happening down the line. But for right now, they have the chance to turn it around. It's a 5-7 and seven start. They got absolutely crushed in terms of run differential. No one's hitting. I get it. I understand it. But overall, it's 5-7 and seven with guys playing terribly, terribly. And if they can pick it up, put it together, start regaining that confidence. We'll see better results moving forward. And that's what everyone wants uh, who supports this team. No, Fred, I'm, I'm not a baseball player in any point of my life. Um, mm -hmm. I, 
hung out with a bunch of the D3 baseball players. I kind of got a feeling of a lot of the game was in that level centered around streaks and yeah and slumps. And there's a bunch of it that does go around with vibes. And you played a ball in college and now you have mm-hmm. a year in the clubhouse with Ian. Um, and you talk about small victories. Is, is that what you feel like everyone in the clubhouse is kind of mindsets at? Like, let's just get something going. Let's just get like, you know, a little bit of win here, a little bit of win here. And, and hopefully it'll all snowball. Yeah, and I even talked to Ian about that specifically. Like, where does where's that line drawn to where you know you're barreling up balls to the outfield and you're hitting it hard and you're having good at bats and you're taking the right pitches and you're swinging at the right pitches? How far does that go? And he said, as a rule of thumb, like that's where you want to be at. the The problem is, is that you know, considering we're all humans, you have emotions, you have other pressures, anxiety that deals with it. That can sway you from that mindset and that mental framework that you should always be in. And I think personally for me, again, I I don't like to, I'm not here to speak about my baseball career, but the people that I played with who have gone on to play professional baseball, or again, talking to actual big leaguers, the guys who can stay within that mindset, that process oriented, instead of results oriented, uh, that growth mindset over time, even to you, or I'm sorry, to the outside world, they, they, they can look at the results. They can look at the stat line and say, he's hitting 100, he's playing terrible. But to the individual who's actually doing it, if they do have that growth mindset, that uh, positive mindset, that, pro- that process-oriented uh, framework, to them, they're like, well, you know what? I'm actually playing really well. I'm hitting the ball hard. Everything else is out of my control once it leaves my bat. So, again, that is that is very true, and I think it's the players who can stay within that focus and not let the results get to them, not look at the big screen in center field and say, you know what, I'm hitting whatever it is, 115, like this at-bat's going to go terrible. It's the guys that can put their head down, grind, push it forward, you know, forget everything else. It's a new pitch, new day. Honestly, and you tell me if I'm wrong, Adam, honestly, that kind of is where morale comes from, like, Sticking to it, trying to find the small victories, moving forward from there, you know, catching a hot streak, building momentum. It's kind of all the same stuff. And I, again, I don't mean to talk about my baseball career, but that's really where it comes from because I had to psych myself up personally and I had to get fired up and I had to find those small victories and I had to grind to stay in the lineup to, you know, just to play and all that type of stuff. So, again, if the Cubs can stay on that type of mindset or framework and not get lost in the seven and five and this thing's getting blown up and this, everything's going to the trash and it's a dumpster fire. If you can stay with that process more uh, oriented mindset, uh, things can, you know, speed up in terms of the results. So those, those results can change quicker than it would if you're just, you know, Hey, Oh, for four today, oh, for four tomorrow, oh, for four the next day. That's a really tough spot to be in mentally. And the team has been, we've, we've talked about this separately. Like they have been like objectively like bad, like they've just been playing bad games. But if you look at the roster, like they are, there are great players on the roster. And so if if Cubs fans just want to like throw in the towel and just, you know, call it a season and say our team sucks is like, well, I mean, to some extent, the, the big leaguers don't really care what those guys think, but there also is a, an end of it that you come in and is like, can we support this team? You're going to stand behind this team or you're going to throw in the towel because 
because it didn't go your way of the first couple of weeks. Yeah, and it really shows what type of fan you are. I mean, are you just a front runner? Are you just a guy that's want to ha- that wants to hang out th- at the parade and throw on your uh, you know your Cubs hat in October when they're winning in the playoffs? Or are you a guy or any type of person? I don't mean to uh, make it gender specific. Any type of person that supports this team on a daily basis, grinds through the losses, tries to support, you know, uh, works their way through tough weeks like it's going on. I mean, again, I know a lot of people have a lot of things going on in their lives. I understand it. I understand that many people view the Cubs as a uh, way to get away from all the stress that they go on in their nine to five jobs or whatever it is throughout the week. But at the same time, I personally find it ironic that you carry that same negativity into something that you're supposed to support. And it is a sport and it is a game and it's supposed to be fun. Like carrying that negativity into what is supposed to be entertainment is unfortunate. And that's why I do what I do. And I've been doing what I do for a long time and why people gravitate towards it. And I hate to say it, why players have gravitated towards it. Um, it's that slow buildup of being consistent, showing up every day, supporting. You know, yeah, you can be critical at times. Yeah, you can hold people accountable at times. But it doesn't have to be like you're the judge, jury, and executioner on a daily basis. Like your word is, uh, you know, I, I have to make sure I'm out in front of my take so I know that I was right at this spot. And I yeah, I told everyone that the team's not good back in April and you should have listened. No, 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 no. Part of being a fan is grinding through the ups and downs, having loyal, uh, unrelenting support for your team over 162 games, over six months, over 12 months, over an entire lifespan, right? And for the people that do feature those qualities, I am very thankful for that because it makes Cubs Twitter or whatever we do, the experience of Cubs baseball fun, enjoyable, and an outlet for people to uh, share relationships with share moments with in a positive manner and that's something that I'll, i'm always going to gravitate towards and that's why you pull receipts that's exactly like, and, people- and and not to cut you off adam but i pull receipts because i am a walking receipt you know i'm the person out here that's saying cubs and four after they lose or cubs and four when they're on a five and seven starter cubs and four this or that or you know this guy's going to shove it down the league's throat this guy's going to hit 80 tanks I'm a walking receipt. I understand that, but I'm doing it in the sense of, listen, I'm just going to support these guys no matter what. When there's other people out there that's like, listen, I I had to be right. And I told you back this and I told you back then and whatever, like I'll, I'll, I'll pull my receipts when I'm saying stuff ridiculous. I understand the same thing for, for the people that come at me all the time, say you're an idiot. This team's bad. This team sucks. This team's the worst. Yada, yada, yada. And then they come out on the other side and then they want to support it different times when it's nice and easy and it's fine and Danny and it's uh, uh, rainbow uh, rainbows and gumdrops. You just can't be that way. It's either you're all in or you're all out and you can find another team to support. You can be a fair weather fan, someone else. There's always a team winning. That doesn't mean it's your team, but there's always a team winning and you can hop around from lily pad to lily pad, like a frog who's just trying to find the best spot in the pond. And if you want to do that, then so be it. But don't try to tell me that you're a Cubs fan when you're not here for 162 games, 365 days a year, for decades upon decades. Don't tell me that you're a true Cubs fan if you can't handle that burden. 
and that responsibility. Don't tell me you're a Cubs fan. And yes, I will pull your receipt if you're trying to say anything differently than that. It's it's just the same guys from last year tweeting out that KB is trash and get rid of him and he's a joke that'll wear they'll put on the KB jersey and go out in Wrigleyville this weekend and have a great time and exactly. celebrate his home runs. That's the inferior part. And then DMU exactly. would say, I've yep. been here, I love everything. It that's why you need receipts. Exactly. Exactly. You're totally right. And it's why I've said in the past as well, and why Adam, you know why players gravitate towards morale or whatever, because it's consistent. It's supportive. I'm not trying to carry their water. I'm not trying to tell them everything's great all the time, but I'm here to support. And for the people that, you know, grind on this team and spread negativity and this and that, like that wears on the players. It wears on the organization. It wears on the fans. It wears on everyone involved with the Chicago Cubs or anything related to it. Um, and those people should be, again, I'm not trying to call out or harass anyone, but I think at times, if you're going to go and spew out all this uh, information and your thoughts that are so negative about the team, you should be called out once in a while um, in a, in a uh, how would I put it, in a harmless and joking way, especially now I'm starting to be more understanding of that. But you, you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely. All right, we have like, one minute left, but one minute two, left, two, Adam. I do two want- things. Two things. We need to talk about the morale blend, and also I need to mention Joe Kilgallen. Like, put a great after the Cubs got smacked seven zero. He said, "Message to the people who tweet the obvious: you help nothing unless you're a journalist. Do yourself a favor and log off." People Absolutely. are just tweeting out like, "This team's bad." There's a batting average. It's it's redundant. And like, what are you what are you contributing? Absolutely, I totally agree. Regarding the morale blend, I just have to say. I tweeted it last night. For everyone who has supported, I'm incredibly thankful. For everyone who has, you know, shared kind words, I'm incredibly thankful. For me, this is more than coffee. This is more than collaboration, partnership. It's to help, you know, underprivileged kids be the greater first T Chicago. And the fact that we've able, we've had the opportunity to now work with multiple companies and, you know, really build morale and morale supply co is something special to me. And it's something that I take very, I, I don't take lightly. And I'm just very thankful for all the support and what will become of this moving on into the future. Um, it should, it's not just another product. It's not just another shirt. It's a, it's something more on a macro level on a wide scale that really shows the growth of everything going on. And without the people that have supported for so long, um, this would never be possible. And I'm incredibly thankful for everyone who has supported. You talk about little wins. Hopefully this one's exactly a step in the right direction. Exactly. All right. Take us out. Cubs and four. We're playing at the federal landmark. We're recording this a cup like an hour before the game. Um, and I can't wait to watch. It's going to be awesome. And we're going to take steps in the right direction. We're going to take, you know, one pitch at a time, one inning at a time, one at bat at a time. I'm looking forward to what we can do this weekend at the federal landmark. God bless you and your family. God bless you and your family. All right. See you, everyone. Thanks for listening.